Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. My name is Rebecca. I am a homeschool mom of five young children who was also homeschooled myself. I am an author, blogger, speaker over at homeschoolon.com, and I am a curriculum author over at gatheroundhomeschool.com as well. So super, super busy, but I'm popping on today to talk to you guys about putting on your blinders. Today's episode is about standing firm against the attacks. It's about staying focused and not getting distracted from what God has called you to do and helping find out what that is. So hopefully this is going to be encouraging. Grab yourself some coffee or tea or a quiet corner somewhere in your house and let's get started. About a year ago, I started a company called Gather Round Homeschool and I help write, create, um, design, hire people to write, create, and design for me. And we have over 40 staff members. We have a warehouse, we print, we ship out and publish all our own materials. Um, and it's just really grown over this past year to be something that is is massive, actually. It's a huge beast. Um, it's no longer just a small thing we're doing out of our house. We have a whole warehouse. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And specifically, these past few months, it has felt like we have just crossed another boundary. We've crossed another line. We've come to another level of our business and I just run. I actually had a home office and even my home office has now been relocated down into the warehouse um, just so I can be here to solve problems and to work with people and to answer questions that come up. Um, Sometimes it feels like I accomplish absolutely nothing. And where that leaves me and why I'm talking about all of this is because I've, I've done lots of podcasts before and I've talked about the insanity of my life just as a blogger and as a speaker and as somebody who does many other things on the side than just homeschool my children. That is not my only. Um, it's, it's almost something I kind of do here and there when it works. Um, and so I've talked about that a lot before, but I feel like since I've last podcasted, since I've last talked about it, there's been a shift in our family. Of, of where I said I was busy before, it, it just doesn't even begin. It doesn't even begin to describe where things are today. It doesn't even begin to describe the level of chaos and insanity and um, just, just, I don't know, it, it just feels like big. It just feels like big all around. It feels like big in front of me. It just feels like this big mountain that everything has turned into. Um, and when I'm talking about homeschooling or when I'm talking about what really matters in our homeschool, I, I sometimes feel like, ugh, for me, I've been forced to come to grips with this because I have been unable to do what I wish I could do. I remember way back, I don't know, I don't even know, time is just, it's all a blur right now, but way back when I was first starting homeschooling my kids, I had all of these expectations of myself and I had all of this um, predisposed perception of what homeschooling was going to look like based off of my own experience being homeschooled. Um, my mom was primarily, she was a homeschool mom. That's what she did. She, you know, helped my dad here and there with his books. Um, and, and not to say that we weren't busy, but she did not have 
a job. She was there. Her full-time occupation was to be mother and home educator. And so my experience was a very devoted person who was there all the time, investing every part of them into our education. And my mom was a fantastic homeschooler. She just was. She was an amazing homeschooler. And so I walked into homeschooling just so incredibly determined and feeling like I knew what it was going to look like, feeling like this is exactly what it is going to be. And I definitely had, there is one thing I will say, because of my experience, I definitely had the tools. I wasn't starting off with this big unknown. I knew what I wanted. I knew what even curriculum I wanted to use. I had a very solid confidence that I could be an excellent homeschool mom. And and I still have that confidence. I still say I could be an excellent homeschool mom because if I was truly just investing all of myself and I don't know if you guys have seen everything that I do at Gather Around Homeschool but if I took all of that tenacity and determination and focus and I focused it on my home and my children oh you guys how I would rock being a homeschool mom I just would and I could sit here and talk to you guys about all my tips and tricks and things that I'm doing for homeschooling but instead God has chosen to establish me in a very different role and I am gonna get emotional in this podcast I know I am he has put me in a very different role and one that I'm still grappling with one that I am still wrestling with and still almost pushing back with him on and 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 constantly asking myself are you sure (laughs) are you sure that this is right are you sure that I'm reading this right because this just feels like everything against my value of even what what I believe that this is supposed to look like. I'm supposed to be a homeschool mom. I'm supposed to be home with my family, with my children, investing every part of myself into their education and their character and their growth and their development. That's what I want. That's what I envision for homeschooling. And that's never gone away. The only thing that's gone away and shifted in this oh my goodness, how long has it even been? 10 years of homeschooling. The only thing that has shifted has been my letting go of the pressure, my letting go of what that needs to look like as far as outcome and output and instead focusing on what I want to see, which we're going to talk about that focusing on what matters. I have identified, if nothing else, the one thing I can say is that in 10 years, I have identified what truly matters. And it's like water off my back, the things that do not. The things that do not matter for me are things like a GPA, are things like getting it done, are things like my kids being on track with kids in public school system. Those things no longer matter to me to the same extent. Every once in a while it comes up and I feel like, And I push it away. I battle it and I say no, because I know what truly matters. Because I've gone to God with this. It's been 10 years. We've talked about it. I've prayed about it. I've found verses about it. I am confident in the fact that I, what matters for me, what God has called me to do as a homeschool mom is not actually so much about their education and checking off the boxes and the knowledge that I can stuff into their brains. It is about raising world changers. It is about raising children who are passionate about God. It is about raising kids who have strong character, who can go and stand in this world that is shaky, 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 shaky. That's what I'm called to. That's what I believe for myself, the paramount calling of homeschooling that God laid on my heart. That's what it is about. And so the biggest thing that I've wrestled with in this past, especially few months, I've always felt this, this, this disconnect with, okay, well then how can I do that when you have called me to this? 
And I've wrestled, I've so wrestled last year before the idea of Gather Round came up. I, you'll see, like, and I, I, you'll see my podcasts were more and more common and they started to kind of drop off and they got less and less common. One of them was, what if, what if we just didn't do school? Basically kind of an unschooling thing. And that's where God was beginning to kind of draw me away from checking off the boxes because I was wrestling with how can I even keep up with blogging and speaking and and podcasting and social media and all those things and homeschooling my kids. But I felt like he was not releasing me from what he had called me to as far as business and ministry. And I felt like he was not releasing me from homeschooling. And he was saying, there is a way that you can do this. And so he slowly but surely drew me into this new vision of homeschooling, which is less is more, is, is much more more Charlotte Mason in its approach and led to the birth of Gather Round Homeschool, which is now this vision of I can honestly do Gather Round Homeschool in one hour. In one hour, I can sit with my kids. I can connect with my kids. It's like this infused hour of connection where it's just everybody gather around. We are going to connect about Jesus. We're going to connect about the world around us. And, and it just shifts our entire day. It is possible to do this in one hour. And if nothing else, I know that what God has called me to do is being accomplished in the lives of my children, in their hearts, in their relationships with God, in their relationships with each other, in their relationship with me. That can now be accomplished because of the vision that I believe God gave me. That's all well and good, but it turns out that in the last couple of months, things have shifted yet again. And I'm in this place of wrestling. I'm in this place of, of trying to figure out now what? Now what does it look like when once again, my box of what I thought, of who I thought I was, what I thought I was called to, all of a sudden is once again shifting. It's so frustrating. Like I'm a very, um, I think even keel person, like just, I just want to know what to expect. I'm the kind of person that I don't like to get my hopes up about something because I don't want to be disappointed. So I would prefer to just know the plan. And I know that's stupid and I know it's ridiculous and something we all laugh about, but it's true. It is so inbred into me. If you can just tell me the plan, if you can just show me the vision, I can get on board with that. But when things are just uncertain, it is so difficult to figure out how how to move forward in the face of uncertainty. How do you move forward when you have no idea what tomorrow brings? How do you move forward when your entire concept of your value system, of, of what you think you are called to do, and, and of, of how you're going to walk that out is being challenged? Maybe you're not in that place. Maybe I am just in that place all by myself. And I feel like I probably am. And I don't know if you're going to be able to relate this to another area of your life. I know that that our circumstance is very unique and very different, but I'm hoping that that Holy Spirit is just going just gonna to help you relate this to certain areas in your own life, because this is just so strong on my heart today. So as I've been wrestling with this, focusing on what matters, the idea of putting on my blinders has become absolutely paramount. Like this picture, I don't even have horses. I don't really know anything about horses. My kids are obsessed with horses. We're probably going to get horses. I'm probably going to have to learn, but I have this picture of horses with their blinders on. And, and regardless of how that relates to a horse, let's just stop that analogy. But you putting on your blinders, me putting on our blinders, not looking Proverbs 4, 27, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from all evil. 
staying on the straight and narrow, walking in the path that God has called you to, being faithful to run your race. In order to do that, especially in today's political climate, in today's um, Christian and, and religious even climate of what we're facing in our churches and even our congregations and probably your friends and people that you're close to, the condemnation, the judgment, the, I mean, there's, it's, it's everywhere. You are being probably challenged on your value system in your family, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your homeschool, in your walk with God, in every area. Everything is shifting. Everything is uncertain. And even people you thought who were on the same path as you, who believed the same as you, who had the same value system as you, you are probably in this season right now finding out that many of those people are not who you thought they were. And you start to feel alone. You start to feel past diverging. You start to feel like, like how, how do I do this? I know what I'm called to do. I know the values that I have. And yet, how do I walk this out when everything is shifting all around me? In the past month alone, in the past week alone, the amount of attack we have faced as a company and as a family and in our business, specifically, I feel like for us, everything is related to business. But for us, it has been just everywhere we turn, every day we wake up, it's almost like we're just waiting for what is going to happen today. And it's not little things. We're not talking about like these little annoying things, frustrating things, small things. We are talking about big, huge, shifting battles that we are having to fight. We're talking about people that are coming to us. I'm being called a heretic because of things that I'm saying. We're talking about judgment and bashing and 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 angry customers and um, issues with shipping and you know companies saying they're not going to pick up our stuff and trying to wrap our heads around this and trying to wrap our heads around that and and flooding and I mean we have had all sorts of things we have faced. Not to mention our technical stuff and our website and crashing and we have we've had um, our website got totally, totally cyber attack. Like quite literally, we are under attack on all sides. And it feels like, it's like I can take the bigger attack. It's like, and I think the enemy knows that the bigger attack that comes from the outside is one of those things that's so visible that, that people start praying and you, you can see the hand of the enemy and you can say, no, you know, this is not of God and you can pray about it and you can push past those things. It's harder when it is the, the more, what is the word for that? subvert. And that's when it's your friends, when it's your family, when it's people that you've let in, when you've been vulnerable with them and you start to feel the attack there. And it's a place that you did not have your battles up. You, you weren't prepared. You didn't have the walls. You didn't have the armor. You weren't looking for an attack on that side because you did not expect it to happen. It's the attack from within ourselves when our own thoughts and our own self-doubt and our own insecurity starts to battle against ourselves. We're walking in the calling that God has given us and yet we doubt and yet we feel like a failure and yet we feel like we can't sleep at night because we are so plagued with trying to match our expectation or what we think it needs to look like, but the box is shifting. Focusing on what matters. First, in order to do that, you have to identify what you are doing, where you are called and what you're supposed to be walking in. And this is like the crux of where I'm at right now. I am not coming at you with, let me preach at you about what really matters and let me tell you how to identify that and here's your five steps to break through. I'm coming at you from a point right now where I, I'm sure 
that there are people that are going to judge when they listen to this. The idea that I am working to the amount that I am, starting at 9 a.m., high kids, going down to the shop, working until 10, 11, midnight, trying to launch, trying to read through things, trying to work through technical difficulties, trying to figure out why the printer is jamming again, trying to manage staff that's down here. And and the kids that go up at, at 11, they're still awake. And like, mom, will you say goodnight? Yeah, I'd like to say goodnight. I am not in a place of, of coming at you preaching as a, I have arrived. And I always say that in my stuff, but I just always feel like I need to because I have not arrived. I am wrestling. I am wrestling and if God can use my wrestling, if God can use my weakness, if God can use my my folly and my my faltering and my failures to encourage or to inspire somebody else or to even, if nothing else, make somebody else know that they are not alone, that it's okay to be wrestling in the season, then it is worth it. And that is why I am posting today's episode. What I've been wrestling with right now is that I know what really matters for for me and I know what God has called me to. I know. I know that I am called, at least for now, to walk with what is in front of me with this business. I know that bringing God into the center of our homeschool curriculum and not just God into the center of our homeschool curriculum because there is amazing curriculum out there that does that already, but, but bringing family connection Bringing family connection back into homeschooling instead of it being divided and and divisive, being something that is all together and drawing everyone together in this one cohesive, unity, God-honoring focus. I know that what I'm doing matters. I know it. And I know that he has called me to it. And unless he, I am praying for more people. I am praying for the right people who can help share the burden. But at this point, it's it's feeling pretty, pretty lonely. (laughs) It's feeling pretty lonely. Jonathan has tried to get time off work. He's a RCMP officer here in Canada. And he's trying to take a leave without pay just so he can be here helping me share the burden of this company and vision casting and just even operations. Like like hopping into the the skid steer to pick up, you know, pallet after pallet after pallet of paper and deliveries that we have coming in and and dealing with just the issues, just literally the issues and and trying to run a warehouse and what that looks like. I am down here doing it when he is at work. And yet he's been unable to. They're not able to release him um, until they're talking about at least springtime, which makes me feel pretty alone. <laughs> he's here when he's here, but he is very invested in his job and it takes all of him. And so I feel like it is. it has been a, this season of, okay, I know that you've called me to this, God. I know you have. But I also know that what really matters when it comes to my kids is their hearts, their character, their relationship with you, God, and with me and with each other. That's what really matters with my kids. So so how? How can I do that? How can I do both of those things when I'm, I'm and I know that this is just a season, this is just our Christmas sale and things are going to slow down a bit, but still, this business takes 89% of me. It takes 89%. It probably takes even a little more than that. <laughs> There's not much left at the end. There's not much left of my time. And so how can I work out this idea of focusing on what matters when I know what I'm called to and I know what matters and there's not enough time for me to do everything. There's not. 
And I feel like what God has been drawing me into, and I'm going to leave you guys here. I don't want this to be super long, but I feel like what God is drawing me into is this picture of, there's two kind of pictures he's given me. The first one actually is I was doing my makeup this morning and everything's a mess in my house, like such a mess. We still have boxes we haven't unpacked. I haven't even set up my house the way I want it to be set up. We moved in, we dropped, we did a, a very superficial unpack and that's it. I have not had one second, not one second to organize, clean, deep clean, um, nothing. And so everything is just, it just gets worse every day, especially now that I've been working down here. Um, and so my makeup is everywhere. It's just all over. I have this like big long sink and just makeup, just so much different types of makeup. Um, so I have it just kind of strewn all over and I have an organization caddy, but I haven't been putting anything away. And I was looking for my under eye concealer. Let me tell you in this season of my life, I need my under eye concealer. Okay. If I don't have that, I'm going to scare people. So I'm looking for my under eye concealer and I'm, I'm legitimately looking, I'm not distracted. I'm not thinking about something else. I know what it looks like. I'm picturing it in my head. I'm looking all over the counter for it. I even get up off my stool and I walk all from one end of the counter to the other end of the counter, looking for my under eye concealer. Nowhere. Like, where is it? So now I go through and I'm doing sweep number two, sweep number three. All of a sudden I see it and it was directly in front of me where I was sitting, where I had looked at least three separate times. And in that moment, I had this, 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 this picture of how we are in our life sometimes. And I feel like God was saying, you know, just like there was so much noise, so much distraction that even though you knew exactly what you were looking for in the midst of just the chaos of what your eyes were seeing, it was, it was lost. There's too much noise. I feel like it's the same when we're trying to hear God's voice or when we're trying to identify things or when we're trying to walk out something and it's like, quick, I I need to hear God on this or I need to figure out what he's saying or what he wants me to do. And yet there's so much noise and distraction all around us that even though he is speaking, even though my makeup was there, I could not see it. I could not see it for the noise that was all around it. And so I feel like he's saying to me, like, you need, you have to, you have to, you have to have time away from distractions where you have nothing else that is busying up and filling your mind with noise so that you can focus and you can hear because it's not for a lack of him speaking. I think there's a lot of people that think because, because I struggle hearing God's voice, he must not be speaking to me. No, God has something to say to you. But sometimes we are so distracted by the noise and the busyness and the the fires all around us that we are unable to slow down, to be still and know, to hear his voice and what he's saying. So that's for me. And maybe it's for somebody else out there too. Um, But the other thing that I feel like he's saying to me in this is, is that yes, what truly matters is my kid's character, is their relationship with God, is their relationship with one another, is who they are and the people that he wants to fashion them into. That is what truly matters. And yet, that's not necessarily my burden to carry. And I I know that I'm going to get judged for that. And I know that there's people that disagree. I feel like the number one thing that I hear from women um, when I, when I talk about being busy or when I talk about my business or, or even just try to like break the tip of the iceberg with what is going on in my life, I generally don't talk very much about my life anymore. In fact, I just don't 
get together or see anybody else because it's just, it's, it's so much that I can't even begin. I can't even begin to describe what is happening in our lives, let alone have somebody try to understand it. It's just, it's, it's so much, it's so much and every day is more. And, and so I, I feel like the number one thing that I get, if I even were to begin to broach is that, you know, your number one calling is to your kids. God gave you kids and you need to, to focus on them first and everything else is secondary. And I have been that person. I have been that person who has believed that thing. And I've struggled even reading missionary stories about these people who abandoned their families and went out and followed the call of God or just just weren't even very good at the whole family thing. Fathers who left their family, you know, like mothers who left their children. I have seen that and I have judged that and I have said, no way. God calls us first to what he gives us and then outside after that. I don't know anymore, you guys. Who's to say that God cannot and does not and will not call and use people? What about the disciples who he said, pack up, leave everything? Now, many people believe that their families came with them or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It does not actually lay that out in scripture. So I don't think it's it's worth us fighting about. But I do believe, at least for myself, here's what I know. I know that I am walking in what God has told me to walk in. And I know that he's telling me that my kids have been placed in my hands for a specific purpose and that they are going to learn something through this and he will be faithful to them through this and that where I drop the ball, he's going to pick it up. That's what I feel like he's saying to me. And I know that the world may look at me and think that I am foolish. And I know that the world may not understand. And it hurts. It hurts. And I hate it. And I feel judged. And you know what? I'm judging myself. I struggle with it. And the sacrifice is big. The sacrifice is great. It is great right now. And yet I know that he will be faithful to them. I know it. I know that he will not abandon them nor forsake them. And he is not abandoning me nor forsaking me. And even though I feel alone, even though I'm facing the mountain, even though things are hard, even though things are big, even though I'm facing attack, all the things that I'm feeling, all the things I'm experiencing in the flesh, in front of me, in my physical business, operations, ministry, parenting, marriage, every aspect of my life, they're real things, they're tangible things. And, and, and it may be easy to look at the things in front of you and say, because of this, this is true. And yet, because of all of this, what, what should be true, that I am not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. What should be true, that I'm making a mistake. What should be true, that, um, that things should be easier, whatever. All the things that we can say that I'm abandoned, that I've been forsaken, that I'm alone, that I'm carrying this burden all by myself, that, that it's too big, that it's too much, that I can't do this. All the things that I should be able to say should be true based on my circumstances and what I'm experiencing and facing right now are not true. They are not. Yes, the mountain is big. Yes, I'm experiencing these things. And yet I am not alone. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I am not alone. He will not abandon my children. They are not neglected because he is picking up the slack. They are learning things through this. He is going to use this for their lives. They are working down here with me in the shop. And this is for a time. And I'm going to be able to be more invested once our sale's gone. And I have to continuously remind myself of the promises of God in scripture, of what I feel like he's saying to me. I have to constantly remind myself of 
the truth of his word, of who he is, the truth of his character, and, and all of those things over and over and over again. Every time I am faced with something, I have to constantly remind myself. And, and I forget, and I lose sight, and I lose track of it, and I am constantly going back to him and saying, okay, this is what I'm seeing, Lord, and, and he's constantly telling me, but this is who I say. This is who I say you are. This is who I say I am. And you have to, you have to tether yourself to that above all else. So whether this is in your homeschool, in your business, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your friendships, in your church, in your ministry, no matter where you are right now and where you might be facing, um, just, just, just that idea of whether it's, it's people judging you or comparison or wondering if you're doing the right thing, put on your blinders. Put on your blinders to walk forth into what God has called you. Put on your blinders against other people's opinions and words and judgments and ideas. Put on your blinders and walk forward knowing that you are doing what God has called you to do. And yes, always go back to him because that can change. Right now, my box is shifting, you guys. Go back to him and say, today, today, is it? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Tomorrow, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Do it again the next day. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And if this is what you're supposed to be doing, if you you are called to homeschool your kids, if you are called to, to whatever may be, your ministry, all of those things, if you are called to this, then put on your blinders, walk forward, declare the word of the Lord and his truth and his promises over your life. Do it every five seconds, do it every five minutes, do it every day, do it every hour. Stay continuously tethered and your eyes on Jesus and he will sustain you. And it will not make sense to the world and it will not make sense to your friends. And, and, and they will continue to say what they do because they do not understand. It does not matter. It's not for them to understand. It's for you to understand because it is specific to your situation that you are facing and what God has called you to do. So I hope that's encouraging to someone out there. I hope it's relatable to someone out there. Um, but yeah, that's, that was all my heart to share because obviously I'm currently going through it. So it's just, it's there, it's prevalent, it's in my face and now it's in your face too. All right, you guys, I'm going to let you go. I bless you. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope that God just reveals himself to you in amazing ways. I hope he reveals himself to your children and that their faith becomes grounded and rooted and intimately theirs. No one else's, not yours passed down, not what their parents believe, but theirs. May their faith become their own. May you experience revival and rejuvenation in your marriages, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your ministry, in your business, and in everything that God has called you into. May he bless you. May his favor be upon you. And may you just experience breakthrough and rest and peace this week. Talk to you guys again soon.